ובכמה דף י"ב עמוד בייז, גסט צו השם משולחן גבוה כזכו. A lot of the suffering and the discomfort and the pain in our lives comes from disappointment, from having, expecting something that doesn't come to be. So how would it be if we learned how to manage our expectations in such a way that we don't get disappointed? And how much suffering we could alleviate if we could do that? And that's what this piece of Gemara is going to enable us to do. It starts with a Mishnah back on Daftes. The Mishnah on Daftet talks about categories of, of property which are subject to the laws of Nezikin that we are discussing. But if you damage somebody, then these laws apply. Damage, somebody damage, you damage somebody's property, then these laws apply. Which property is that? One of the qualifications is that it is property she'en bahen me'ilah where the laws of Me'ilo don't apply. What are the laws of Me'ilo? The laws of Me'ilo are the laws that apply to certain property that belongs to the Beis Hamikdash, that belongs to the Temple. And if we use those for our personal benefit, then the laws of Me'ila apply. To objects to which the laws of Me'ila apply, the laws of Nezikin do not apply. There's a different, a different set of laws. Says our Gemara, so that means there's a category of property which, to which the laws of me'ilah apply. So for example, if I donate my car to the Beis HaMikdash, then that becomes now it belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. If somebody uses my car for their own private use, that, that, that is me'ilah. A person dedicates their animal to be, to be a korban. If somebody then uses that animal for their private use, that is me'ilah. But there seems to be a subset the Mishnah doesn't say anything that belongs to the, to the Beis HaMikdash, anything that is hektish. The laws of Nezikin don't apply, Im, implying that there are things that are hektish, that belong to the Beis HaMikdash, but the laws of Me'ila don't apply, and in such cases the laws of damages would apply. So what is that narrow group of, of objects, of, of property, that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, but the laws of Me'ila don't apply to it? That's what Agamora is asking. This must be going. We must be talking about Kodshim Kalim and going according to the view of Rabbi Yossi Aglili. We have, we have Kodshay Kadoshim and Kodshim Kalim. Kodshay Kadoshim are serious korbanot, like a, an Asham, a Chatat, an Ola. Korbanot that are, are given completely to the Beis HaMikdash. The owners have no, no rights to it. They don't eat any part of it. Those are Kodshim Kodshe Kadoshim. Kodshim Kalim are sacrifices that the owner enjoys the meat as well, not, not only the Kohanim or, or the Mizbeach, such as Shlamim. person wants to bring a Korban just for, just for so, just feels good and he wants to bring a Korban, that's a Korban Shlamim, and he and his family can eat from that Korban. A Korban Todah, a person wants to give thanks for something, he, he can bring a Korban Todah and he can eat it. Bechor, Maise Sheni, Korban Pesach, these are Korbanot that the owners get some benefit out of and they're called Kodshim Kalim. In the case of Kodshim Kalim, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, Mamon Bailim, who it belongs to the owner, although it's being given over to the Beis Hamikdash for the purpose of being sacrificed, but financially the ownership of the object still is in the hands of the owner. And he brings a proof from that from the, from the Posuk. If a man uses his portion of the of Kodshim Kalim, so he wants to bring a Shlamim. So he's entitled to all of the meat except the Chazer and the Shok, which goes to the Kohen. 
All the rest of the meat is his. He takes a parcel of this meat and he is Mekadesh a woman. He calls a woman to a chuppah and he says, You Mekadesh it with this package of meat. We'll have a lovely barbecue together, but it belongs to you. It doesn't work. Why? Because it's not his meat. So does that mean that law is not according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili? No, it says the Gemara, Filu Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Rabbi Yossi Aglili Michaim. When did Rabbi Yossi Aglili say that this belongs to the owner? That's before the animal is slaughtered for the purpose of a, of a korban, for the purpose of a sacrifice. The animal's still alive. He said, this little lamb, my pet lamb, I'm giving as a korban. I'm going to bring it to Shlomin. At that moment, it's already dedicated to the Beis Amikdash, but it still belongs to him. But once it has been slaughtered in the Beis Amikdash for the purposes of a korban, even Rabbi Yossi Aglili says that's no longer his. Now you can't take your piece of the meat and go and be a Mekadesh woman because it's not your meat. Why? Because although you're allowed to eat the meat, you eat the meat as a guest of God, not as in your own right. It doesn't belong to you. You're not eating the shlomim because it belongs to you. You're eating the shlomim because God invites you to his table. There's a very controversial Rashi where Rashi says it's not only the Kohen that gets the right from God, that is a guest of God. So again, the, the owner has a lamb. He brings the lamb as a korban shlomim. The Kohen shechts the lamb, slaughters the lamb, brings the, sprinkles the blood on the, base, on the mizbeach, and now divides the, the, the lamb. The chazeh and the shok go to the Coin and the rest of the meat goes to the owner. The coin, who's he getting that meat from? Does he have to say thank you to the owner? No, he does not have to say thank you to the owner. He doesn't get it from the owner. Hashem gave him that. The owner has no choice. The owner can't decide not to give it to the coin. It belongs to the coin. Where does he get it from? It's a right that he has in the Torah. And that's Mishulchan Gavor Kazachu. What about the owner? So Tosfa says the owner was his all the time. He's got, it's his lamb. He brings it to the Beis Amikdash, the blood gets sprinkled, the chazeh and the shok goes to the kohen, and the rest stays with him. It was always his. So that's not called Mishulchan Gavoa Kazach. The kohen is getting his meat from Hashem. He's a guest of Hashem. But the, the balabos, the owner of the lamb, he's not a guest of Hashem. He's just an ordinary person eating his own lamb. It was his to start with. It's still his. That's how Tosfus and, and Tosfus Rabbeinu Peretz learn, learn the Gemara. But Rashi doesn't learn it that way. Rashi says, Ki zachu bein koanim bein baalim basar Both the kohen who gets the chazeh and the shok, which is the, the, the breast, the chest, and the and, and the leg, or the shoulder, both the um, the kohen and the and and the, and the owner as well, who has the rest of the meat, mushulchan gavoa kazachu. Unlike Tosfus. Tosfus says it was yours all the time. What do you mean it's your portion? It's not your portion. It's your lamb. You give a portion to the kohen and the chidush is it's not you giving it to the kohen. God gives it to the kohen, but your portion remains yours. No, says Rashi, you're also getting it from the kohen. It says Rashi in, in Beitzo, we have a parallel sugi in Beitzo talking about Nadorim. Vuadin Labalin, he also says, the owner as well, Bishar Balim, Ke'eved Hanotel Pras Mi Beit Rabo. This is like as a servant who is offered a piece of the meal by, his, by the master. The owner's having, you're working in your master's house and he's having dinner. He says, sit down and join us. It's not your dinner. You're eating at the owner's at the master's table. You're eating at the ta- table of the balabos. So here too, both the Kohen and the owner of the lamb 
when they're eating from this korban, are eating as guests of the balabos, of guests of the master of the house, the master of the house is Hashem. Explains Reb Nochem, I've introduced Reb Nochem to you before, Reb Nochem was the Rosh Hashiva of Mir when I was there, son-in-law of Reb Chaim Shmuel Levitz, and he was in Mir in Europe already, a Talmud of Reb Baruch Ber, and of, of Reb Chonon Vassaman, of Reb Shimon Shkop, one of the people who bridged the previous generation to ours, the pre-war generation to our generation. So he was just one of the important, there was a young group of Rosh Yeshivas at that time. There was Rabbi Nochem in, in Mir, there was uh, Rabbi Shmuel in Ponovish, and there was Rabbi Elia Mishkovsky, was my Rosh Yeshiva in, in Kvach Hasidim. They were considered a group of younger Rosh Yeshivas that just bridged. They learned in Eastern Europe from the, from the Gedele Achronim in Eastern Europe, and they brought the Torah to, to Eretz Yisrael. They all died very young, peculiarly. I was just fortunate to be able to know them all. Uh, and, and, to, and to learn Torah from all of them, especially from Rebellion Mishkovsky. So Benochem says here, After the animal is shechted, Hashem gets the rights to it, so to say the temple, the Beis Hamikdash gets the right, and from that time onwards, this animal no longer has a human owner. But the owner and the, and the coin are allowed to eat. How can they eat? That's not a financial law of ownership. They own nothing. And that's why the laws of damages don't apply. They have the right to eat as if Hashem is inviting them to his table to eat. So you see that idea expressed very clearly. That's what happens with that, with that korban. So what do we do with Tosfus and with, and with Talmud Rabbeinu Peretz? They say, but this was always the, the Balabos. I understand the koyin is getting it from Hashem. The koyin is sitting at Hashem's table. But the owner, it was his lamb. He bought the lamb. He raised the lamb. He paid for the lamb. He fed the lamb. It's his lamb. What do you mean he's getting it from Hashem? This is his. Explains Rabbi Yosheber Soloveitchik, Bikivan Shiesh Mitzvah Bechefza Shela Korban of Chelik Habalim Shiochalke Mitzvato. There are still certain halachot that apply to the owner's portion. We see it in Mesechta's Vachim and Ezumakomen, which we say every morning. And we say Shlomim Akodshim Kalim. And what is the laws of Kodshim Kalim? It's in our Siddur every morning. Shitatan Bechoma Kombazara. They can be shechted anywhere in the temple. How do you bring the blood on the on the mizbeach? And it can be eaten anywhere in Yerushalayim, but it has to be in Yerushalayim. So there's a restriction on where you can eat it. Anybody can eat it. The whole family can eat it. Guests can eat it. But you've got to finish it within two days and one night. Says, says the Mishnah, so there are laws that govern how you eat it. This is not like the, like the meat that you've got in your freezer, which you can take out whenever you want, cook wherever you want, eat wherever you want. No, there are laws. Those laws demonstrate that it's not yours. How, how can you be given laws as to how to eat it if it's, if it's your own? You see from there, so there's an amazing concept in what Rabbi Yoshebe Soloveitchik is saying. When there are laws that restrict your usage, your ownership is limited. And there's a spectrum of limitation of ownership. If it's total hectares, you have no rights of, of usership, so you have no ownership. 
if it's completely yours, you have all rights of usership. So you have total ownership. And then you've got the things in the middle, like Kodshim Kalim, which is restricted ownership. And in fact, your right to eat is all you've got. You don't have a right to trade in it. And you can't be Makadish, a woman with it. All you can do is eat. You're at the table. It would be like going to the Balabosa's table and, and you put stuff into your pocket from the table, which some people do. And, and, and they take home and they go and they sell it afterwards or they, or they give it out. It's not yours. You were, you were invited to eat, to join the meal. You weren't invited to trade in my, in my food. And it's the same with this. You're allowed, you're allowed to eat. You're not allowed to do anything else with it. And, and how do you know that that's all you're allowed to do? Because there are restricted laws in the usage of that. I think you see that in the actual words of the Mishnah where the Mishnah says, and the part you give to the coin is just like your part, but the Kohanim eat it, not you. So it seems the principle, the real idea is in, in yours. And, and it says what the Kohanim is just like you. So you can't say with the Kohanim, according to Tosfus, the Mishnah is difficult to read. The Kohanim get it from God. You get it from, it's your own, it belongs to you. But that's not what the Mishnah says. It says, the part that you give to the Kohen is exactly like the part that you've got for yourself. Both come from Shulchan Gavoha. Both come from the Rebbeinu Shalom's table. And although these are laws that apply specifically to Kodshim, to the bringing of a Korban, we've got to expand the law conceptually a lot further than that. And we've got to understand the principle. The principle is any usage of property that is governed by laws of the Torah means I have limited ownership. Now you tell me what property in the world does not have halachot that govern its usage. There's nothing. Especially food, where we've got to say a bracha before, and we've got to say a bracha afterwards. Why do you have to thank Hashem for the food? It's yours. You worked for it. You paid for it. You baked it. You cooked it. Why are you saying thank you to Hashem? Because it's not yours. You're a guest at Hashem's table, and you say thank you. And the same applies according to the principle of Rabbi Yosheber Soloveitchik with all property. There are laws that govern how you use your house, how you use your land, how you use your car, how you use your clothes. There are laws that govern these things. And if there are laws that govern these things, that means that your ownership, according to the principle of Rabbi Yosheber Soloveitchik, that means your, principle, your ownership is somewhat restricted and limited. Now, if we go through life like this, life becomes a lot easier and a lot more pleasurable. We are guests in the Rebbeinu Shalom's palace. That's what we are. Our entitlement, zero. Our expectations, zero. We're guests. We thank the Rebbe Shalom for everything. Whatever he gives us, we use according to the rules by which he gave us. Now, sometimes we get an Airbnb, they give you rules of the house. You're allowed to stay here, but you're only allowed to stay. You can't sell it or sublet it. And these are the rules. The Rebbe Shalom has rules of the house. His house is the world. His house is the universe. And he has rules of the house, and he gives us these rules in the Torah. That means we don't have ownership. Even of the things, the things we think we own, we don't own. They're given to us by the grace of Hashem, by the kindness of Hashem, to use in His service. He gives us whatever we need to use in His service. He's like an employer who gives his employees what they need. <coughs> if they need to travel to a business meeting, he lets them travel and stay in a hotel and travel first class, maybe if they're lucky. And, and he pays for it all because they're working for him. We're working for Hashem Yisbarach. And in our roles as Oivdeh Hashem, as servants of Hashem, Hashem gives us everything we need. But don't get carried away and don't think for a moment that what He's given to us to use belongs to us. It's simply the tools we need in order to fulfill our purpose and our responsibilities in Hashem's world. Mm -hmm.